Now, InfoTrack continues. Once again, here's Chris Whitting. Today's kids are connected to the Internet at all hours, which can expose them to shocking, violent content or make them vulnerable to cyber bullies. What can parents do to limit the exposure? Here with the story, InfoTrack's Gina Tedesco. Gina? Thanks, Chris. Joining me now to discuss keeping your kids safe is Dr. Steve Webb, police officer, certified social media intelligence expert, and author of Education in a Violent World. He warns that children can be at increased risk of cyberbullying and other dangers as they increase screen times for distance learning or fun. Dr. Webb, are kids at risk only when they log into popular social media sites or also when logging onto their school's online portals or legitimate research sites? Well, you use the term legitimate, and right now parents are looking for anything to help them with this new remote learning, virtual learning world that they're having to dive into. So they're sometimes going into things that look legitimate, and in fact, they're giving up some of their privacy and adding information that criminals are utilizing now to take advantage of the situation. So are they at risk? Absolutely, because some of these online portals that schools use are not exactly vetted in terms of their security. They're vetted in terms of their ease of use, and sometimes that allows people to be able to receive information that otherwise you wouldn't be providing. And the so-called dark web that kids sometimes access, explain that. Well, the dark web is so much larger than what you see whenever you go to a Google search site. The dark web is designed to hide the fact that you're even out on the web. It's designed to continue to maintain your privacy. And what that's done is that's led to criminals being able to perpetrate things through that system. So if you find out that your child has what's called a Tor browser, a T-O-R browser on their computer or the Tor app on their phone, you need to get that off because there's nothing good that can come out of that. Besides just the pornographic images, you can buy and sell just about anything you want to through the dark web. It certainly created itself into a world that is not conducive for children. So in addition to personal identifiers, your birth date, your social security number, what kind of data are sites, either on the free web or the dark web, collecting on children? We as parents, I get it. We believe that if they're quiet and in their room, that they're behaved and that they're safe. But in fact, children put out information on their dances, their TikToks, their bedrooms. They can identify what part of the house that they're in if they're targeting that specific house. There's a lot of things that kids do, and we even do as adults, that puts information out that criminals are able to utilize. So be careful whenever you're able to identify anything about the child. You know, we've got parents, whenever they went back to school, putting all the child's information, how old they are, what school they go to, on a chalkboard in front of them for the picture to put out to the world. And that's just giving people information on how to access your child. So what kind of recipient ultimately receives this data on kids, and how might it be used against them? Well, certainly your cyber stalkers utilize that information to be able to find a child that's vulnerable. And to to find that child that's vulnerable, it can be just about any child after the age of 10 because they're looking for their social groupings. So as they continue to look for these kids and they see kids using these filters to make themselves look prettier or older, these pedophiles, these criminals go on and they try to groom these children by saying how beautiful they are and how much that they love them and care for them. We've even arrested two individuals in our area that was able to lure a child out of a home, a 12-year-old child out of a home in Mississippi 
by just saying, hey, we're going to kill ourselves if you don't help us. We need help. And that child left their home and went with these two adult males just by virtue of thinking that they need to do that to help them. So they'll utilize anything they can to be able to access these children and be able to lure them out from their safety net. We're visiting with Dr. Steve Webb, police officer, certified social media intelligence expert, and author of Education in a Violent World. Dr. Webb, is there a link between cyberbullying and the suicide rates of children? There's no doubt a link between the mental health of these children and cyberbullying. They're on their devices 24-7. You know, when that ding goes off at 2 a.m., they're checking it because that is right now their world, and we have a hard time understanding that. So in order to understand what they're dealing with, think about whenever we were growing up and we could leave school and essentially leave the bully behind and go home to a safer environment. That's no longer the case. They follow them everywhere they go because they take their phone everywhere they go. So that constant barrage on a child and, you know, you've got a lot of bullies that will just say, hey, you just need to kill yourself. You've got no place in this world. And we've got kids even committing suicide on Facebook Live, on TikTok, on all of these video formats, just so everybody can share their pain. The Children's Online Privacy Protection Act, or COPPA, does require websites to provide direct notice to parents and get verifiable parental consent, with some exceptions, before collecting personal information online from kids under age 13. Do enough parents know about this and how to use it? No, I think parents assume that everything is fine, that they're able to verify that they're 13. And when they verify it, they just say, are you over the age of 13? Kids are able to get spoofed emails. They can get spoofed phone numbers and essentially set up their own profiles without any parental notice occurring. And if parents don't look at the phones, they don't check the apps that are on those phones, they'll never know. So parents are not aware of that. They're just assuming that everything is fine because the last time they did anything with that phone, they put good things on there. And let's pick up on that because how do parents start a conversation with their kids about these online dangers without making the kids feel that the parents just don't trust them? You talk about the word trust, and in that trust area, you're talking about children. So we can trust our children all we want, but we're still the parent. We're still the ones that need to take care of them. And the fact that we don't understand this world makes them more susceptible to danger. So the first thing this parent needs to do is understand the world they're living in and go check out every single app that they're downloading, the good, the bad, and the ugly. Listen, Snapchat's got 160 million users a day on it. But what parents don't realize is they've also got add-ins. And one of the worst is called YOLO, which allows anonymous Snapchats, anonymous communication with your children. And that's when the bullies and the cyber stalkers really come out when they can hide their identity. So this communication has to start today and it has to be every day, not just a seminar on how to effectively use technology. And finally, do you recommend any specific firewall or filter that parents can install on computers to manage what sites their kids can access? Yeah, there's no specific one out there. There's several of them out there that do the job of being able to filter some things out. But, you know, even in your best filters, uh, you look at Miami-Dade and Miami-Dade just got attacked with a DDoS hacker. Even the best filters are going to allow some types of hacking and some types of security breaches in there. You just have to be diligent and make sure that you're updating any type of firewall that you've got on your computer and make sure that you've got some things that are out there for parents for cell phones as well. 
the cell phone is the thing that the kids are using the most these days. Really, the danger occurs whenever they're really quiet and they're in their room and they're being inquisitive and looking up things that interest them. Because right now they're having to do that a whole lot because they can't get with their friends. Dr. Steve Webb, thank you so much for joining us today about online dangers. Hey, thank you for having me and helping me get the word out. For InfoTrack, I'm Gina Tedesco. You're listening to InfoTrack, a production of Syndication Networks.